I've got a hunger Twisting my stomach into knots That my tongue is tied off I'm your novice, Ali Abdulatif, and with me as always is my Death Cab expert and co-host, Justin Tachi. How's it going, guys? Hey. This is a very loose episode. Yep, but it did not take me at all six times to get that intro right. <laughs> I'd say the first time, you, you almost got it, and then and then I fucked it up because I didn't know we were talking. <laughs> yeah, you forced me to restart, and now we're in this weird... All right, so... <laughs> you just stopped talking. What's wrong yeah, with no, you? Yeah, no, I just faded out. Okay, so... So today we're talking about the Forbidden Love EP, correct? Yeah, so uh, it's just going to be five tracks. Uh, for all of you that love the nonsense, there's going to be probably a lot of nonsense on this one. Yeah, I think maybe let's... Do you want to start with the tracks and then... Yeah, let's the just give the after. Death Cab people... Uh, yeah, so if you're a Death Cab fan, you can listen to the... To the top half, and then maybe skip in to the end of the recommendations if you care about that. But uh, you can skip the garbage if you don't like the garbage. But uh, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, um, I guess let's just start with track one, Photo Booth. excited by this first track like immediately I listened to it I like got excited because it's all the stuff I love from that last album we we have the facts but it, it's more fun it's more lively like not super lively or anything but in death cab standards this is something it has like energy <laughs> to it which I, I really enjoyed it has that like strong lyrical composition that I think Ben Gibbard is getting very good at at this point in death cab's career um yeah I mean I'm gonna preface the song with saying this is uh top 10 for me Top ten death cap tracks. I, I um, would agree with that. Yeah, as I, mean, as I, I mean, as much as you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen them perform this song live. Um, it is. I mean, if it were on, we have the facts. It definitely would be my favorite track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely covers all the bases of just uh, uh, Ben's just going through his, you know, fucking people, but uh, you know, trying to feel something and not feeling it. <laughs> Fair enough. It's... And uh, it's just a well-put-together song. And, uh, I mean, it's one of those just, like, I think we've all been there where you want to feel something for someone, but you just you just don't feel those feelings. That's fair. Uh, it also has that, like, boppy feel to it that's kind of like... Uh, I mean, I feel like the drum beat, like, yeah. the, dr- like uh, the drum pad beat in the mm-hmm. beginning is very cool and it adds a little life to the track that, yeah. uh, that you don't see in a lot of the early, uh, in the tracks before this. Um, it has a little bit of uh, Bell and Sebastian vibe for me, only in that like like I want to just jump around to it. <laughs> I want to just like want to bop. I want to bop. I want to shake my body. <laughs> like if it were on uh, uh, Dear Catastrophe Waitress. Oh, I love that album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin and I went to a Bell and Sebastian concert like a year ago, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was probably a year ago at this point. Yeah, and like I, the only album I really, really know from Bell and Sebastian is Dear Catastrophe Waitress. So anytime one of those songs would come up, I'd immediately just jump up and like start bopping around. Oh yeah, and uh, let's just uh, let me just preface this. Ali fucked up my chance to go on stage. Because... I did not buy the tickets. You bought the tickets, and you bought the tickets in the middle of the thing. And he does. So for for those of you who don't know. I'm going to say Sebastian from Bell and Sebastian. I know this is not a name. <laughs> but the feller <laughs> does a, a, a weird dance. That's not his name at all. I know it's not his name. I just don't know his name. And I wasn't going to look it up. <laughs> so I'm going to call him Sebastian from Bell and Sebastian. Okay. Because <laughs> there's the feller and there's the lady. And I assume he's Sebastian and she's Bell. No, <laughs> it's not. Anyway, Sebastian <laughs> does this thing where he bops around and then... At some point in the the concert, he will go around it's the during audience. During Boy in the Arab Strap. During Boy in the, in the Arab Stripe. Strap. Strap. Yes. Boy whatever. With the Arab Strap. Boy with the Arab Strap. Will he will? I mean, I should know this. I am an Arab <laughs> Strap. <laughs> um, but yes, he will go around and pick up audience members and then do a circle around 
the venue and bring them all back up on stage with him and they dance up until the end of the show. And, and then we dance around. But Ali only likes to sit in the middle and in the center of things. So I thought I was doing him justice by getting us tickets in I the center. The, the, I did not pick the, the seats. I didn't even tell you to pick center seats. It is, it is true that I prefer center street seats. <laughs> uh, however... I was being accommodating to you, and I was letting you decide on whatever seats you wanted. Yeah. And if you knew you wanted to run around and bop with Sebastian, you should have... <laughs> his name's not Sebastian. I don't care. If you want to run around... By the way, even if you do say his name, I will edit it out. So for now, his name's Sebastian. So if you wanted to bop around Sebastian, you should have put yourself on the aisle. Next time we go, go sit in the aisle. Go bop around with Sebastian if you want. And then there was that weird girl that was trying to hook up with him on stage. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I mean, Sebastian, very talented musician. I enjoy him a lot. Very surprised that he's, like, straight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a weird thing, right? When you figure that one out. Yeah. Like, like I, well, I, I, read, I read one of his interviews once and it said that he's, like, when he was asked about his sexuality, he says that he's painfully straight. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I guess, uh, like we said, loose episode. Let's go on to the next track, Technicolor Girls. Technicolor Girls are always on the phone Talking the song it's a very very nice song i think it's kind of tongue-in-cheek it (laughs) is it's It's definitely definitely a um uh calling out just like the popular crowds and kind of like just yeah um, yes no uh, it definitely is it's a cheeky song but i definitely enjoy it it's it's a well-written song and it is i mean placed after that fun song i don't mind that it's like a little bit slower and more like uh contemplative a little bit yeah but i definitely could see how this track i mean I, i I can definitely see how any track on this EP could have easily been on We Have the Facts. Yes, 100%. Like, it's I not agree. even, it's not even really, uh, yeah. really question. And debating where he puts it, it would have, like, figured into the story. Yeah, it, so. It, yeah. And honestly, in my opinion, these tracks on this EP are probably some of the better tracks from this era, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, Photo Booth's definitely one of my top ten. By the way... Just letting you know, the lead singer is Stuart Murdoch. <laughs> I feel like I really want to edit it out, <laughs> but maybe we should keep one mention of his name just for the people that are going to be really upset by me calling him Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, the people that hate that I pronounce transatlanticism as trans... We're not trans- talking about that yet. Trans- we'll talk about that when we get to it. I know you've gotten several comments about this so far, but we'll get to it when we get to that episode. I don't want to talk about it yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, Technicolor Girls, uh, it's a good, fun track. I mean, not fun, but it's a nice slow burner. Um, really, really good. So, uh, alright, let's move on to the next track. Song by Kelly Huckabee. good song i think in like what i like about this ep that i think we have the facts didn't have is that they all sound very different song to song it's a very different feeling it's a very different um tone but at the same time they all kind of fit together every song on this ep kind of works with the next one which is pretty rare i think in in most eps yeah it's a b-side it's just like most they're kind of just not throwaway tracks but just tracks that didn't make the record so i guess yeah yeah throwaway tracks um i think this track is uh kind of reminiscent of a long drive because it sounds like they're just doing their last round around touring uh california so like it kind of like you almost like the the dauntingness of mm-hmm. the of the touring and of the of the ride to the next stop. You kind of feel that in the track. I don't know if you kind of resonated with that. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's, it's a it's a very good song. It's it's very it's a solid like driving song. I think too. Um, it's it's overall like I have nothing bad to say about 
honestly anything of this EP. We'll, we'll, but like, we'll get to the other two tracks in a bit. But I mean, obviously, the, the next two tracks, four or five, and and company called Epilogue are already on. We have the facts on the acoustic. So I guess since we've gone over the three original tracks to this album, what are your what's your favorite? If you had to pick one, uh, Photo Booth. It's it's just generally like. As far as I know of Death Cab at this point, it is a fun song. It's a different song. It's a it's a very um, thought provoking and, and captivating song. It's really easy to listen to. I, I just one of my favorites of Death Cab so far. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I mean, Photo Booth's my favorite on the CP, and um, I mean, it, it makes my top ten tracks hundred yeah. percent. So um, that's pretty easy to say. But let's yeah. jump on those last two. Let's listen to the four hundred five acoustic version. I took the 405 and drove a stake down into your center and stated that it's never ever been better than this. I hung my favorite shirt on the floorboard, wrinkled up from pulling, pushing, and tasting, tasting. How do you feel? So, like, I felt about. For, uh, 405 the first time around. Uh, it is a very good song. Um, the acoustic version doesn't really do a lot more for me. I actually the like the version. acoustic version better. I think they're both good versions, but like, um, it's not distinctly interesting enough for me to be like... Oh, this is whatever. Yeah, this yeah. is its own thing that's really cool. And instead it feels just like a, a cover of their own song, which but, is like, okay, But the cool. thing is, like, I feel like... To your point, where you felt that much of We Have the Facts is kind of the same, I feel like this is different and could have brought that to the record, and I think that that could have been cool. That is fair. If if in the record 405 was acoustic, I think it would have fit better, and I think it would have made the record entirely more interesting better. for that's, me. That's not, I don't think it would have fit better. That's not the right way to put it. It's more of the idea that it would have broken it up a little bit more. Fair enough. Because it doesn't have a lot, of, it doesn't really have any synth or... or Synth sounds at all, or any drum beats. It's just a nice, straightforward acoustic track. So I think it could have worked really well on the record. Fair in enough. This, in I this, agree. In this format. Yeah. So I mean, not that the original four or five is bad by any means. I just think that it would have been cool if this was on the record in comparison. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's a good song, uh, regardless. Both versions. Uh, I I think as a song alone, I might like the original more. But I do think if this one was on the record, I might have enjoyed the record as a whole a little bit more. And I agree with that. And that's I, I think that I was yeah I think that's kind of how I feel as well. I think the the first the original or maybe not the original but the one on that made we have the facts that cut I think is would as on a playlist or something would be the one that I would want to listen to. But this on the record I think would be really nice. So. All right, let's jump into the last one on the EP, which is Company Calls Epilogue Alternate. Synapse to synapse, the possibilities then. I'm dressed up for free drinks and family greetings on your wedding, your wedding, your wedding day. The figures and plastic on the wedding cake that I took. already calling me out for saying alternate instead of alternate and I, I don't care <laughs> this is we've become a pronunciation podcast and it's pissing me off <laughs> I mean to be fair you have two people who can't read very well <laughs> and they're expecting us to pronounce things so how do you feel about this version of the song rather than the original version of the song uh I don't think I I don't think this should have been on there. I don't really like this version at all. Um, I don't... I mean, it's not that different, but I just think it's, like, more echoey and, like, not as straightforward. And I just... Yeah, I I was about to say, like, it's not as good as the original version. It didn't necessarily have to exist. Um, Like, whereas, like, 405 acoustic, like, adds at least a proponent of it. Like, where it's like, this is an acoustic track. It's a different take on the same song. This feels like uh, just... I think this is just an alternative cut. Like, they were like, hey, let's record it this way and let's record it the other way. Mm-hmm. This is like, I have this thought of doing it this way. And I think whatever, whichever one was first, I mean, I don't know if the other one was first. They should have just like, kept it. But, hey, you got to test, test things out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would go with just keeping the original. I don't think the alternate is really worth it. Yeah, I agree. So. 
All right, well. <laughs> and that's forbidden love. All right, so if you don't care about the rest of the show, just skip right to the end. Listen to what we have to uh, promote, um, or if we have any plugs for any shows that we like or music that we're listening to, uh, jump to the end. Otherwise, uh, stick along and listen to us talk about nonsense. Yeah, I know. I know some of you like the nonsense. So, starting with the nonsense, you went to a concert this weekend. Oof. I saw Depeche Mode. Yeah. <laughs> I did all the sad boy dancing. You cried, you danced. I didn't, you I didn't actually cry. I thought I would. I thought I might. <laughs> but I did not. It was just, um, it was me. Mm-hmm. The crowd was interesting. It was a lot of goth people. Okay, <laughs> um, A lot of goth people. Uh, a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like weird hip kids. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I danced around a lot, and uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, I think that some of the uh, tracks that were very well done, I mean, everything was, the performance itself was just amazing. I could close my eyes and hear the songs on the record. It was it was awesome. But um, some of the ones that I really liked was uh, It's No Good, Precious, Useless. They, of course, played World in My Eyes. They also played... Enjoy the silence, which I fucking freaked out. Uh, I was with my friend Sarah, and we danced our asses off during that one. Although they played a weird video with roosters and dogs that I wasn't technically about. But, um, and of course they closed with, like, Personal Jesus. I mean, they played a solid 20-song set. It was, like, almost an hour 45. But, in all all honesty, I thought I might have gotten bored during the set. Yeah. But, um... Even for, like, the slower tracks that, like, maybe are a little bit, you know, taxing to listen to, mm-hmm. um, they always had an interesting video or, like, a, like especially there was this one, one video um, where it was, like, t- uh, dancers dancing and doing this, like, really cool and provocative dance. So, wait, was, what was the setup of the stage? Um, setup of the stage was, uh, um, so you had the two keyboard players and, like, the top corners Mm -hmm. and then there was also like a lift and then Mm -hmm. the whole back line including the lift was a was a screen yeah that played um either various videos or themselves like performing um and it was actually interesting because i think the way they perform the way they would film themselves live and show it on the screen was it was filmed on a delay but then sped up 1.5 okay interesting so it was like an interesting way to do it because it made everything seem more like explosive and stuff because like lead singer was like fucking like spinning and doing all this crazy shit with the microphone stand Mm -hmm. he was he had it as like a catwalk on the side that he would like walk in and out of i mean these guys are like 60 (laughs) and they're like killing it so um and then they had the guitarist on the one corner and there was a drummer in the center so that's awesome. Um, but and and then the one keyboard player would come down and play bass. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge like I said like I'm not a huge Depeche Mode fan, but like I was like oh it'd be worth it to see them. I mean they're pretty influential, especially in like the techno space and like yeah that's right. Um, that kind of stuff. And um, over the years, uh, as at least recently, I've gotten more into stuff like New Order, um, Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. Depeche Mode, and stuff like that. So like I was like if they're coming around, they might never come around again. It's kind of worth it to mm-hmm. check them out. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It, I was pretty blown away at how good it was. Fair enough. I mean, as you could probably hear myself dancing and uh, and singing around when I got home. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were very. Uh, you were slightly tipsy and uh, very into it. So yeah, um, I mean, we're actually recording this on uh, June tenth. So uh, I'm actually seeing Jimmy World tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that as well. I don't like you telling them when we record. I feel like it's none of their business. It's kind of like too much how, <laughs> how the sausage is made. It's too, it's too inside me. You want to include before when we were talking about them when you were trying to do the um, the intro without uh, reading the thing for the first time and, and the how, whatever, and leaving the trash that I didn't even know we were talking about. You wanted to leave that in, and that's too... That's different. That's not, how is that that's not different. the same thing? I'm letting them see our flaws. I'm not letting them see our process. You know? I mean, it's different. I'm, I'm also just letting them know of more things that I'm doing. Maybe they care. Fair enough. Fine. What did you just do? There was a, a, a fruit fly, and I reached for it. <laughs> <laughs> I made a little home studio, by the way. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is our, this is our first time... Uh, I'll actually maybe show a picture of it on the Instagram and Twitter of our uh, podcast studio. Plug, plug the Instagram real quick. 
Oh, uh, we're uh, well, the Instagram and the and the, our Twitter is uh, at the facts at the facts pod. Yep, at the facts pod. Um, Please uh, follow, comment, you know, yeah. all that fun stuff. Cool. Uh, <laughs> cool. But yeah, <laughs> who gives a shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have a little room that I basically converted into like a little studio space, and hoping that we get a little bit better quality recording. If it's worse, let us know. But. Um, and like we said, uh, we've actually been reading a lot of your emails and comments. Um, they're really helpful. They keep us going and kind of let us know that, you know, what you guys want to hear, what you want us to work on. Yeah. Um, the pronunciations clearly are not going to get any better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to send some, like, uh, questions or, like, things you want us to mention on the podcast, uh, feel free to send us an email and include that, like... Like uh, explicitly what you explicitly want. Explicitly, like, you can read this on the air or something like that. So yeah. we can. We, we just don't, we want to we want to uh, you know respect everyone's privacy and stuff like that. And we we we, we respect if you don't want us to talk, say anything on the air yeah. about you. Um, not that we'd ever say anything bad, except for you know. No, we'd probably make. Fun yeah, of them. That's, that's, there's <laughs> no way someone sends us an email and says you can talk about this, and we're not going to make fun of them. But <laughs> if you got thick skin, you know. Yeah, but we enjoy all the emails we do get, and we like uh, we yeah, try our best to respond to everyone. Yeah, and uh, you know we try to uh, keep, keep, put add it to the podcast and try to try to try to make it fresher. So. All right. So something else that dropped this weekend, uh, Lily Allen. No one's interested. Everyone just tuned out. <laughs> I said Lily Allen, and all the Death Cab fans. I don't care. <laughs> but Lily Allen dropped a new album for the two of you that get me. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure I heard you talking to George about this early in the morning. One morning, you're like, "I listened to the whole Lily Allen album. It's amazing. I know no one cares." Uh, you're wrong because I didn't like it at all. Oh, I think I think that's what no. you said. I am in love with Lily Allen. I love her work. Uh, however, I thought this album was not great. Didn't you see her and her brother one time? Uh, we saw her brother. You know what? Can we get George in here? <laughs> Can we get no, our roommate George just, in here? No, no I feel like he, 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 he could be a good addition. Come on. All right, we'll go. George! Come here! You're, you're in! I haven't listened to the new record. It's fine. You're not. You're talking about how you're not yeah. healthy. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Uh, this is uh, George Andrews, our uh, roommate. <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> All, right. All right, I wasn't there for this. So I'll leave, I'll leave them to telling the tale. So George, probably I, no one cares, but we're talking about Lily Allen. It's I'm forcing Death Cab fans to listen to me talking about Lily Allen. I mean, they should. <laughs> Thank you, George. Whatever, whatever you want to think about the new album, go back, put your head back to 2006, listen to the first record, listen to Smile, listen to the second record, 2009, like. That was the mid to late 2000s. Those were the jams. <laughs> I agree. I'm telling you, I don't care how sad you are. I don't care how into death cab you are. <laughs> go back, listen to Lily. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll talk about my... George hasn't listened to the new record, but I'll share my feelings in a bit. But before that, we wanted to talk about our story of meeting Alfie Allen. Would you like to share that story? Which, by the way, you should probably tell him who Alfie Allen is. He's Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. And also happens to be Lily Allen's little brother. Which she wrote a song about. Called Alfie. It's the last song on the first record. Listen to it. And you'll really get a better idea of what a piece of shit he is. Yeah. Like, Theon Greyjoy doesn't just suck yeah. on the show. No, no, no. Sorry to all you Theon fans. All three of you. But Why would you like Theon? Theon's the worst character. You fucked up He's exactly as awful in real life. Yes. So, so share the story. Yeah, so, I mean, let's, let's set the scene and feel free to jump in mm-hmm. as I forget things. So, you know, take yourselves back. It's September 2016. Ali and I are on, you know, a fun little weekend in New York. And we go out to brunch. Uh, spot's called My Wife Frida. It's delicious, by the way. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Plugs, plugs, plugs. If you're ever in Lower Manhattan, stop on by. But so we're going, you know, we just want to have a nice brunch. We're, we're happy. We're having a great time. Restaurant's packed, though. So they sit us on the sidewalk, and that's fine, you know, it is what it is. But here's the thing about the patio, the non-patio, really, of my wife, Frida. It's like two tables. There are only two tables, and they're right next to each other to the point where even the person in the far seat on the second table, you can reach out and you can touch them. That's how close you are. 
So, you know, welcome we, to New York. Yeah, welcome to New York. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we sit down, we're getting started with breakfast, we're really excited. Ali's sister is there, and you know what? She wants some french fries for breakfast, so she gets herself some french fries. We're having a great time. And, you know, a couple sits down next to us, and, you know, we don't really think anything of it. But out of the corner of my eye, you know, I'm not trying to, like, stare or whatever. It's New York. You don't, you don't want to get into that in New York. And, you know, I don't want to say anything, but I text Ali, because I'm thinking to myself, that a-hole over there kind of looks like Alfie Allen. <laughs> Now, other than his face, what tipped you off, George? Can you describe to him what he was wearing? It may or may not have been the matching hoodie ball cap combo, which just said Al Alfie in block letters on them. Yep. Not only that, but the girl he was with also had a t-shirt and a hat combo that also said Alfie. Yep. <laughs> was he doing like a one-man show Mind you, no. Mind you. That is not what got me, because I'm like, yeah, it's probably a little joke, he kind of looks like Alfie Allen, blah, 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 you know, but nobody knows who Alfie Allen is, so why is that funny? But it's New York, we're in Manhattan, who cares? Whatever. Also enough people know who Theon Greyjoy is, that they would exactly. recognize him. Exactly. And so I think to myself, eh, The cockless wonder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then I'm like, eh, who cares, like, not, let's not pay attention. And then I start hearing him talk to the girl about Reem's french fries. Yeah, he was obsessively He's, sitting next to us and he talking He keeps the giving fries. Reem's french fries this, like, lustful stare. Reem is my sister, by the way. Shout out, Reem, if you're listening. She hey, Reem. <laughs> she doesn't listen. But, so he's, like, giving these fries this lustful look, and he's, like, shifting around, and, like, at one point, he, like, almost, like, goes to, like, reach out and grab some, because this is how close we are, by the way. Mind you, nobody but me is paying attention. Like, at one point, Ali sees my text and goes, no fucking way. Mm -hmm. So I, like, try and let it go. But then he's talking about these french fries in an unmistakably Theon voice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really when I realized, holy fucking shit, little Alfie Allen's trying to, like, mac on some fries right now. <laughs> fucking bastard. A little bastard. And luckily, whichever girl he's with... Honey, I don't know if you're his girlfriend, if you were his girlfriend, if you're his agent, whatever. But, like, good on you. She gets up, she goes in the restaurant, finds the waitress, and gets him some fucking fries. <laughs> so he can leave us alone. <laughs> and that's our Alfie Allen story! <laughs> <laughs> so let us know how you feel about George making guest spots on the podcast. No, that, he's a regular Chris. I don't care if they like it or not. <laughs> This is my favorite thing ever. This is the only time I've had fun doing this show. Whoa! <laughs> now Poland is upset. Okay, so Poland stopped listening at this point. First of all, Poland has not stopped listening. Uh, uh, anyway, Lily Allen's new album uh, just came out, and I've been listening to it. You think it's garbage? I think it's not as good as original work. It's v Let's not say garbage. Lily Allen has had a rough time in the last couple of years. Let's be a little nicer to her. It's been sort of a more extreme Kesha situation. <laughs> oh, now real sad. Ooh. There's a lot of sad things happening to great musicians. <laughs> let's let's be kind. It wasn't your best, but it's a decent record. Yes, uh, I, I like the song Three very much. I think that's the single that will stay with me the most mm -hmm. off of that record. And if you're into grime, if you're into that sort of you know, greater London hip-hop scene. I don't know that many people are. I'm personally not into it. But if you're into it, the lead single, Trigger Bang, it has gigs on it. He's pretty hot in the grime scene right now. So if you're into that, check it out. Yeah. The entire album has, like, a weird auto-tune quality that I don't really enjoy. I thought we were over auto-tune. All right. Um, unpopular uh, decision uh, uh, review that I'm probably going to give right now. Listen to the new Kanye record. I liked it. <laughs> I have not, and I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> so from the little I've heard... We were listening, me and George were actually listening about we were listening it to, it, in the to it in the car today. He listened like, to like three tracks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a good sampler. And from what I've heard of from it... The, out of the seven. Out of the... Ooh, ooh, yeah, seven song Wow. Album. Yeah. It's an EP. It's not an album, by the way. For all you Kanye fans, not a record. It's an EP. <laughs> But from How what long I've heard, is it? it's 
it's really hard. Seven songs long. Yeah, it's no, it's it. only seven okay. songs. The time wise. No, no, no. Uh, they're like standard pop tracks, like okay. three minutes long. Like nothing yeah, no. crazy. Well, me and George had this conversation. We think we think actually, listeners. What would you qualify an EP as comparison to an album? We had to say minimum 30 minutes is an album. Which is what we decided on. Minimum 30 minutes. Uh, Throw a hashtag at them. (laughs) Yeah, you know, hashtag what's an album, what's an EP. Yeah, hashtag what's an album, what's an EP. That's going to take over the entire tweet. That's (laughs) thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, 30 minutes. So thumbs up, 30 minutes, thumbs down, under 30 minutes. What do you think an album is? Um, anyway, so what your thoughts from the three tracks? So my thoughts, it's hard to be mad at Kanye. It's hard to say, and... I mean, it's easy to be mad at him. No, He's no, no, a no. piece of shit. No, no, no. Hey, <laughs> it's hard to be mad at the music. Kanye, whatever you think about him, whatever you think about his lyricism, he's a very skillful, skillful producer. It's hard to put out a shitty Kanye track. Well, his production is just incredible. Like, I would love for him to just stop rapping and only produce. Or do, like, just an all, like, a no vocal record. Yeah, no, I think it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Just an audio landscape. Or he could do, like, a, like a fucking Chronic or, like, or, uh, or like a two, uh, 2001. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, do or, a Dre, honestly, do a Dre style album. maybe unpopular opinion, what if he Timbaland's it? That's fair. I mean, he basically could do that now. That's what he's basically doing. <laughs> I mean, I also listened to the new um, collaborative album that he also did with Kid Cudi. Uh, I think it's called Kids See Ghosts. Um, wasn't about that. That was weird. It was a lot of trap stuff. I mean, the production was okay, but I wasn't really... Uh, and I, but I don't see either of them doing... Yeah, yeah they're not... And yeah, no, they're literally trying just, to be... It was just trying to be trendy. Yeah, it was just Kid Cudi trying to harmonize over, like... Kanye trying to rap over trap stuff, which is weird. Yeah, which I don't think either of them are comfortable with. Yeah, no. I mean, not, I, not I'm going to say, like, highlight for me on the new Kanye album, which is called Ye, um, I would say is Yikes. Which, apparently, Drake apparently wrote, like, one of the verses for. So, I don't know what that means. Who knows? Who knows? But for the rest of you, you know, listen to the new record, see what you think, and then, like, clean your palate with some late registration. Yeah. Obviously, you know. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ali has no thoughts on this. Nope. And hip hop corner. <laughs> yeah. You guys mentioned Kid Cudi, and I was like, he was on Comedy Bang Bang for a season. <laughs> now all the podcast fans, the people that really love the podcast, are super into this now. Well, I mean, Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show, he wasn't really on the podcast. <laughs> so, all of you Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show fans, oh boy, are you like into this. <laughs> <laughs> This is a loose as fuck episode. Loosey goosey. It is very loosey. Uh, I mean, I want to talk about solo, but while we have George here, let's uh, t- let's get his thoughts on music first. What's Where have you been? What? What? No, I just want to get. The oh, what, what do you think? Music. Okay, well, yeah. so <laughs> just thought. What's your thoughts on music, George? George, what are you, <laughs> my thoughts on music. George, what are you count the ways? God damn it! I hate. I, <laughs> See, the, the podcast is only ruining friendships. <laughs> all of you. Which, by the way, this is not ruining friendships. This is what our apartment is like all the time. But I'm moving to Baltimore <laughs> leaving you all behind. <laughs> all right, George, what are you listening to lately? What are you into? So, so tragedy, and Justin knows this, but I don't think I've told you this, Ali. I recently got really into a band. Oh, no. <laughs> this was sad. This was tragic. So very recently, um, and as the two of you know, my Spotify, it goes not in like a, a clean wave of variety, but it goes in like pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I get very into one genre for like a day and then have to switch the next day. So in the last couple weeks, I got really into this Brit rock band called Viola Beach. Okay. Only to then find out that unfortunately... After their first record, they were on their first world tour, and they passed away in a car accident. Oh, they that's so tragic. Bridge, which was so tragic for them and their families, but mainly right now it was <sighs> tragic for me, because I thought I found my <gasps> new hit band. Way to turn it about you. <laughs> and I wouldn't normally do this, but to be fair, this was five years ago that this happened. Okay. So everyone has moved on since. Right. Except, Except for, for you. Yeah, this is so fresh moon for you. This is so fresh. 
I'm still not okay with it. I mean, I guess we should talk about something. I mean, not to cut you off, George, but something that I think is very fresh and I was actually deeply disturbed about um, the passing of uh, Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yes. Anthony Bourdain passed away just recently. And uh, uh, I think he was all very important to us in, in different ways, but it's just, I, I mean, me and... I mean, in our apartment, we've always had a show on, seeing what the hell he's getting into and watching, you know, what different yeah, cuisines uh, he wants to get into. I mean, I personally like the fact that he came up with the true New York kitchen and, like, knows what a kitchen's supposed to be like, especially coming from a restaurant background myself, that my dad owns two restaurants. Um, I also like the fact that he was just a really cool, I mean, he, like, saw New York Dolls, the Ramones, fucking uh, Talking Heads, all the old CBGB bands back in the day, and just was like a really cool dude, came back from, you know, being on drugs, and just, you know, kind of hit the ground running, and it's just really upsetting, and like, he just seems like a true role model in the sense that, like, he also just told the truth, even on his friends, because he knew it was right with a lot of the stuff. And he he knew that those kinds of difficult truths, they make you better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he even came to clean about some of the shit he was doing, which is like, it's just, I don't know, I, I think it's really cool and really um, just interesting to see an honest person these days. It's yeah, not... He it's, was also very inspiring in terms of, like, getting out there and doing something, even if you have, like, nothing. Like, th- this podcast kind of exists because of, like, that kind of model of thinking, and he was very inspirational in that way, where you just go and make stuff and do stuff and do what you're passionate about. I mean, like especially coming from like the punk and hardcore scene, it's the DIY, DIY ethic. You just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, also for me, like for you know, he he came up on the Cape, which is where I'm from. You know, very very ingrained in in that sort of you know region of the world. And he wasn't he wasn't afraid to go and do something that I think a lot of TV producers would have said. Don't shoot that episode. No one's going to want to watch that. Yeah. He, but he knew, he and the people around him knew that no matter where you go, like, there is something interesting. There is a story there. There is a cuisine there. You know, even in the deepest bush of the Amazon or, you know, sub-Saharan Africa in a village of 20 people, like, there's something worthwhile that the world wants to see. Well, and it's also, like, he also would sit down with people. He was a, a person that was a Democrat, and I felt that he... Could he could sit down with anybody, break bread with them, and at least get together on some level of playing field of just like at least we're sitting together and having a conversation and having an open dialogue. Maybe I don't agree with what your ideals are, and maybe I don't understand what where you're coming from, but it's just I, I just think that that's a really cool idea that like we all should be talking to each other no matter what your personal ideals are. That's fair. Um, uh, we'll miss you, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. It's uh, kind of a tough loss. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll say bye to George now. We'll finish up with some solo talk, and uh, we'll be back after a quick break. See you later, guys. Of course, there's lots of things I could be getting on with. I'm never sure of things to do. just played a snippet of Lily Allen's three, just because I like the idea of having Death Cab fans forced to listen to some Lily Allen. Um, uh, also, if you like the song, please jump in, like, listen to the, um, like, more of her stuff, the earlier stuff, not the most recent stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, let's talk about Solo. I mean, you and me, I know that you saw Solo before me, but then you saw Solo with me. Yes, I've seen um, twice now. Let's... Let's talk about it. What are your feelings? All right. So if you're not, if you, let's, first, without spoilers, I'm going to say I really enjoyed it. Uh, if you have not seen Solo, please go out and see it. It's not doing great, apparently. Yeah, it's really not. Um, I also very much enjoyed it as well. Yeah, so um, we're going to get into spoiler territory yeah, because I mean, we have to. Yeah, I mean, now we're actually going to talk about the thing, uh, talk so about Solo. jump to the very end of the podcast if you don't want to hear about it. 
Yeah, so maybe skip like five minutes there or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, I I very much liked the whole episode, uh, the the whole story. I thought it was a really good um, backstory to show his relationship with women, uh, like Hansel's relationship with women, how he met Lando, um, uh, also how he met Chewbacca. Which, by the way, took me by surprise. I didn't realize that he that Chewie would be locked up by the Empire. <laughs> oh, like, that was kind of my guess. Like when they said the Beast, immediately that was where my mind. Yeah, was. I mean, I like. I guess I was just too into it and just mm-hmm. like, what the hell's going on? Because um, I was just kind of shocked that he joined the Empire for a little bit. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought he would just kind of would have joined a smuggling crew right away. I mm-hmm. didn't realize there would be like this little bit more depth to it. Yeah. Um. Uh, I thought Amelia Clark's character Kiri or Kira, right? Uh, Kira, yeah. Kira. Um, I think you and me discussed this. Like, I don't think that her c- character really like, other than the fact of like explaining how Han Solo's kind of got his heart broken and how he then kind of treats women from there on. Um, I think I don't know. Like, other than that, like her character is kind of like it's not great and it's not bad. Like, not that she plays it bad, I just don't think it's, like, necessary. Um, I will say, I think maybe they were building towards something. It seems unlikely now that they'll have a solo sequel, but they might yeah. do other stories, like a Boba Fett movie or something like that, where Han might be involved. And or might maybe she more. might be involved. Yes. Because, like, she's a part of the whole crime ring, uh, the Crimson Dawn. The Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Dawn. So, yes, she's um, currently running yeah. the Crimson Dawn under, spoiler, Darth Maul. How do you oh! feel about that reveal? Uh, yeah, I mean, and you actually had to be the one that pointed out to me because I was very confused about the timeline. But then I remembered that in the cartoon he had the uh, the leg, like he reattached the legs. Yes, Darth Maul is still alive for those of you who are either fans of the old Expanded Universe or the current Expanded Universe, the canon. Uh, it, he is alive. He survived that Qui-Gon Jinn. No, uh, he survived Obi Wan. Obi Wan fight. Yeah, I know yeah, he well, killed Qui Gon. I am just I meant that battle. I understand. Because for those, because if I just say the Obi Wan battle, hardcore nerds will be like, "Well, he battles Obi Wan again and dies." <laughs> and I know this because I'm that nerd. <laughs> you don't know the death cap thing, but you do know this. Yes. So I, I just wanted to make sure I'm, I'm saying the Phantom Menace fight rather than the. Yes. No. I mean, I thought it was really cool that he made a cameo. Um, I didn't understand the whole Millennium Falcon having the whole, like, uh, that weird center part. I mean, they shot it away. I don't understand. I will say, just going back to Darth Maul real quick, I was not a big fan of that reveal. Like, I thought it was, like, whatever. I thought it was going to be the Emperor. I kind of wish it was the Emperor. Yeah, if it was the Emperor, it would have done this interesting, um, like, version of, like, even the crime syndicates in this universe are all controlled by the Empire, which kind of shows us how big... And powerful the empire is, which even the well, or or even so, at this point, the empire is not that strong and needs the it, crime syndicates. I mean, it is much stronger than it is at any other point. Uh, I mean, except like a new hope. That's yeah, because I mean, a new hope it would be the strongest it is. But what I'm saying is that I think at this point they're still using crime syndicates to do some of their dirty work to destabilize regions and such. Yeah, so like, but that was not the case. No. Um... So Darth Maul's reveal was interesting, but like not necessarily. In immediately, I didn't enjoy it. I think after a while, after a while, I am interested to see more of him. So yeah, I mean, I, I really hope it pops back up. Yeah, especially in like a Boba Fett movie. What do you feel about the theory that Kira might be Ray's mother? I'm very okay with Ray being nobody. Okay. I'm very, uh, I, like, enough of this that everyone's got to be attached shit. It's, uh, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, I, I like the fact, I mean, hopefully that she's nobody, you know, because apparently that's what Kylo said in Last Jedi. Um, I think that out of the new ones, I mean, I rank the new Star Wars movies as probably, like, the newer ones, like, as from Force Awakens to, like, the new um, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and... Um, solo, I would do solo in the middle of the pack. That's I, fair. It I, is I, a very I, middle of the pack film. Yeah, I don't think like Rogue One blew me the fuck away. I mean, it's my second favorite Star Wars movie of all time now. Yeah. Um, and then I would even do Force Awakens before um, Solo, and then I would go Solo, and then Last Jedi being last, mainly because I still don't know how the fuck to feel about Last Jedi. Yeah, it's fair. 
One last thing. How do you feel about L3 being bonded with the Millennium Falcon? Uh, that's weird. It is weird, especially that Lando's in love with that droid. And then I don't Han, think Lando's in love with Han, that droid. He was definitely, <laughs> yeah, he was so in love with that droid. I don't know. I feel like it was just kind of like uh, Chewie was upset that C-3PO was all broken no, up. And, no, 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 and, no, no, no. Uh, Lando, and that droid, Lando and that droid did some nasty stuff. You know No, it. Lando wanted to do nasty uh, stuff. They and have. L3 on. has not let that Some happen. of those like long trips, Lando and L3. <laughs> Sharing a cockpit, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say uh, I think Ron Howard did a good job. Um, I mean, there, the, the, you saw the Castle Round was cool. Yeah, you can also see some of the humor of Lord and Miller still com- coming through, even after most of it has been reshot anyway. Yeah, but also, I mean, the only thing I did say to you coming out is that uh, one thing I wanted to see in a Han Solo movie was the fact that. Um, you see what bounties on his head, like from Jabba. I think that's Which, what like, they would have done if they had a second. Movie. Yeah, if they had a second movie, I get it. But like this, is, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It just it's one fact that I always wanted to know, um, that kind of thing. But I mean, it obviously leads at the end of the movie. If you see it, um, it leads to the fact that you'll see that he's going to join Jabba and do other shit. Yeah. Um, well, and then one other thing I will say, I think Donald Glover did an amazing job being Lando. He did. He's yeah, really good. I think he, um, it was, the mannerisms were there. I like how he called him Han. Han, yeah. Yeah, instead of Han Solo, because uh, Billy D back in uh, in uh, Empire called him Han, and in return. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think, and what was the, what's the uh, actor uh, who played Han Solo again? I forget the guy's uh, name. Er, 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 no. Elrin Einrich. Yeah, Alden he was in, Einrich. Yeah, he was in Hail Caesar, and he's in like yeah. a bunch of other Coen Brothers. Alden movies. Einrich. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's he's pretty awesome. I thought he did a really good job. I know a lot of people give him shit, and it's like I don't understand how anyone can be Harrison Ford because it's not like Harrison Ford's a great actor by any means. Harrison but, Ford is really good at playing grumpy, and I didn't want to be here because he was usually grumpy and did not want to be there. Yeah, I don't think it's like, I guess I shouldn't say that he's not a good actor. It's just that it's just definitely like, it's not, like he's playing himself. Yes, he <laughs> himself. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's the Vince Vaughn of action heroes. Yeah. I also really wished we saw more of Tandy Newton's Val. Uh, yeah. Who died very early on and that wasn't given her due. But. Uh, we can keep talking about this for days. Yeah, uh, but and sadly, uh, this is not a Star Wars podcast. This is not. I wanted it to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we end with Poland would not like the fact that we. <laughs> I think the people of Poland would love a Star Wars podcast. I don't know right. how uh, Polish people feel about it. <laughs> anyway, um, well, one let's do one more plug for shameless plug for ourselves. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at at the at the facts pod, and also, uh, you know. Email us, we have the facts pod at gmail.com. And also talk to us on Twitter, on, on, on Twitter, on uh, sub, on Reddit. Um, we are on the, we post in the Death Cab subreddit. I mean, most of the listeners that probably listen to us are from the Death Cab subreddit. Um, please let us know uh, if you have any questions specifically about us or what our relationship with certain things are, or just if you want to tell us that we suck. I mean, we get it. Um, but I guess we'll end with uh, track. Uh, like we always like to do. Um, wait, wait, before we go into the track, is there something you want to plug? Oh, yeah, right. We want to talk about, um, like, just for ourselves and what we're listening to. Yeah, what are you listening uh, to? What are you watching? What are you consuming? Uh, listening to right now, because I just saw Depeche Mode. I've been listening to a lot of Depeche Mode the past week. Mm-hmm. I'm also listening to a lot of Jimmy Eat World because I'm about to see them. Fair enough. Um, I'm also very excited because I'm seeing Dave Chappelle and Jon Stewart. Um, I just finished the new Arrested Development I thought it was okay. I thought it was much better than season four. But uh, I still don't think it's recapturing the magic of the No, it's not recapturing season. the magic of the original, no. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, like, I don't think it's bad. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I think it's, like, I need to see the rest of the season because they only did half of it, half released right now, so. Um, what are you, are you watching, listening to anything? Uh, I mean, I'm currently watching Handmaid's Tale, and I'm very much enjoying it, but I feel like everyone's watching Handmaid's Tale, and I'm listening to a podcast. I haven't started yet. (laughs) Uh, and I'm listening to a podcast that I think everyone should be listening to called, uh, The Big Ones, with Amanda Lund and Maria Blasucci. They're two of the funniest comedians ever, and you should definitely listen to their really, really, really cool podcast about, like, 
moral choices and historical dilemmas and them trying to solve it. Clearly not as cool as our podcast, though. Oh, it's much better. (laughs) They have, like, a Patreon. You guys don't even want us to have a Patreon. No one's supporting us. So sad. (laughs) We have poor Ali, who's unemployed right now, has to uh, edit the episode. Guys, I don't have a job. Patreon me. (laughs) We're not not at Patreon levels yet. We need to let this shit build. Um, It's called DIY Ethic and and letting it grow organically. Um... (laughs) Anyway, uh, I guess we'll end with a track. We'll probably end with, uh, why don't we end with one of Viola the, Beach? Viola Beach, the band yeah. that uh, George uh, sold us. That yeah, so sadly I, died. Yeah. And it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, um, so he recommended Boys That Sing. So I think that's uh, appropriate. Yeah, Viola Beach, Boys That Sing. See you later, guys. Bye. Boy, you know.